Philadelphia. Are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. of Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, and uh, today we're just going to shoot the shit and talk about wrestling, and um, we don't really have a guest this week, but we have guests coming up in the future, but for right now, we are going to touch on, start with a little AEW, they have the tournament finals are now set for Double or Nothing uh, next Sunday, May 10th? No, I thought it was end of May, like May. Oh, the 23rd, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Money in the Bank. How dare you? Yeah, sorry. But it's all money related. Versus Cody. What was that? It's all money related this month. You got money in the bank. You got double or nothing, gambling, money. Yeah. How's with these people, these greedy bastards? We'll touch well, more on that later because I have a, a theory and some quandaries I want to get off my chest. Okay. So yes. what do you think? Yes. <laughs> what do you think? Even though we said this three weeks ago or two weeks ago whenever we talked about it before – how we wanted it to go. We thought it was going to be a little bit of a shakeup. I, I liked your idea. Of- uh, we, didn't, we didn't think it was going to be a shakeup. You, I gave a, a booking idea. You liked it. But we both finally decided on it's going to be predictable. Yeah, which, which was, it was. Yeah, Cody Archer at the finals. Now, but does Archer win the title? Is he the title holder? I think at this point, whichever way it goes, I mean, preferably – I'd want Archer to win, but, I mean, they did the, what no one wanted them to do, I and mean, no one will admit it, no AEW fan will admit it. They went WWE booking right down the line. Yeah. Now, what you failed to do, I mean, and someone else will look at it a completely different way, is that you have a guy that is supposed to be your next upcoming star, your, your rising star in Darby Allen, who – isn't really a rising star. He keeps going toe to toe with the best, but he loses every time. You think that uh, they're trying to make like a the, that ultimate babyface, the lovable loser that uh, people just want to get behind, and, and you're basically trying to build this massive win for him down the road? Or do you think it's too that it's too long that maybe it's starting to fade? I don't think so. I think, I mean, just by going off of what people are saying, I mean, he's still as popular as he was. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I fear that it's going to be like a Sami Zayn type thing. Like, he's over, he's over, he's over, he's over. But they never want to give him that, that final push because they don't really see him as the face of the company. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They like the him so much, and the the praise that everybody gives him. Um, I'm surprised that I, I don't want to say I'm surprised they didn't win because I didn't think he was going to win. But uh, I'm just surprised maybe eventually, he hasn't had a bigger role. Eventually, he's going to have to win, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree with that. 
if he's going to be the future of AEW. I mean, right now he's the top mid guy. And you just introduced a mid-card championship, and you're going to give it to one of your main guys who shouldn't be in a mid-card title position. But I know what they're going to say because they're so progressive and they think outside of the box that all titles are created equally. There's no mid-level. There's no mid-card. Anyone can fight for any title at any time. But when it all boils down to it, you can say that all you want, but what you do – really shows who you are. I mean, I'm not bad-mouthing AEW, but I kind of am in a, in a sense that this – the booking was was too typical, was too predictable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the matches were decent, but, I mean, empty empty arena matches have, haven't been what nearly what they would be with a crowd. So, I mean, even that kind of falls flat. Sometimes they go longer than they should. But, I mean, if this is a mid-card championship, which it is, the TV title – it's a mid a mid card guy should have it, not the vice president of your company. Unless uh, unless this is all a marketing ploy where the vice president of the TNT uh, television show is now the TNT champion. Uh, do you think do you think Cody's going to win? Like because you're saying that it sounds like that's what you're leaning towards. I'm leaning more towards Cody, I think, because, again, I think that Archer should win. I think this has been – I thought Darby Allen should have won. I think – I thought it should have not have been Archer or Cody in the finals for this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, every time I say it shouldn't be, that the opposite person ends up winning. So, I say it shouldn't be Cody, so he'll probably win. Yeah. Bill are going to say, well, why shouldn't it be Cody, blah, 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 blah. Cody should, I know Cody can't fight for the main title. So why does he automatically, as a consolation, get this? That's a good question. Because I think you're leaning towards the same thing I'm leaning. I think you're leaning more towards Cody, too. Honestly, I think Archer's winning. I mean, I have, for the reasons that I said, and even though, um, even though, of course, his talk with us doesn't, I mean, doesn't mean anything, but. I firmly believe that he's that kind of guy and he's been in the business as long as he has and he wants to win titles and he wants to be put in that position. And I think him coming in and that program against Cody, um, I think it's tailor made for a guy like Ken. Even yeah, though I don't think this is his title that he should win. I think that he should have came in and if he's the murder hawk, yeah, you take out Cody, but you don't do it for this title. You take out Cody and then you go right from Cody to Moxley. Stop Moxley, stop dicking around with the inner circle because it's already run its course. I mean, he's already beaten Jericho. He's already beaten Swagger. Who who else is there in the inner circle that's going to beat Moxley? Nobody. No. Nobody in nobody else has a logical chance to beat him for the title. So he should be done with the inner circle and he should move on. And Archer or Brody Lee should be the next one up. I'm glad you said that about Moxley because I think it's the it's the story then that I care least about in AEW is their world title. To me, it's a secondary or even worse, a third thought in my mind. You're going to say third dairy. No. (laughs) But, like, it really is. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. And the TNT Championship tournament has meant more, and it's what I want to see more because I like the storyline 
that was built in. And of course they did that on purpose, Cody versus Archer. And then separate ends of the brackets, obviously meeting and going through Dust and his brother and all that. So it means more to me as a wrestling fan in the story. Yeah, because tournaments normally, I mean, they have a set beginning and a set end. Like tournaments usually mean more because they're, I mean, there's a, there's a blueprint to them. Yeah. I mean, everyone gets more like, it's just like a gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. Like people will get more excited for a gauntlet match because it is more exciting than a regular match. Yeah. And Moxley hasn't really been built for anything, really. I mean, who is he being built for? It's either going to be Jericho or Swagger again. Or yeah. Hagar. <laughs> He's still Swagger, I guess, to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know what – I don't know where they're going. Um, I guess we'll find out. But I'm not – like, I really care less. When I'm tuning into Dynamite, I'm tuning in – I'm tuning in for the tournament. I'm tuning in for Jake – any kind of Jake the Snake Roberts promo because he's absolutely slaying every time he's on the TV. Um, and that's my number one. And like, in the world title, I'm not even thinking of it. And uh, but I well, don't. It has it hasn't been on TV for a couple of weeks either. I mean, it's going to be there this week. Yeah, and hopefully that will spark interest in the main title again. Mm-hmm. Actually, being on TV. But I mean, the thing is, when you listen to the AEW fans, they eat it all up. Everything's great. It's this. It's the freaking song from the Lego Movie. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome, and you can't criticize it because then you're just a hater. Yeah. But really, when you criticize it, you want it to be you want it to be what they initially said it was going to be. This alternative. Well, I th- I still think it's an alternative. It's like, alternative. yeah, it's a different company. But if they go down that path of look, who have been your two main champions so far? Jericho and Moxley. Mm-hmm. I mean. Is that really saying that you're pushing for your brand or did you just put the title on the two biggest names because they came from the biggest company? It's true. Pretty soon they're going to have to start banking on the guys that they have. Yeah, the guys that came from the indies and came from ROH and New Japan. But look, these guys came over here with big hopes in their mind, like this is going to be different. I'm going to get to say how I want things to go. So, I mean, well, next, what do you put, Brody Lee in a title match, in a title spot? Because then you got another WWE guy. Then you fall into that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, these people that the unknowns and whatnot, the, the indie darlings that you brought in, they have to start pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do, although I, I'm looking forward to Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy um, this week. Because it's just... That's going to be a weird team. Yeah, that's my point. It's something that... It's a weird, weird tag team. I'd like to see Kenny Omega get weird, like, hearty weird. Like, I think that would be fun. Yeah, because, again, he's another another stagnant. Here's the thing, though. He can do no right. I mean, his... He came over the best wrestler in the world, and... I mean, he's had great matches, mm-hmm. but he's kind of fallen into the shadows. And then last week well, – not last week, the week before when he had – he was supposed to beat the jobber in a minute and a half and ended up going six minutes or so. He mm-hmm. catches shit for that because he made his opponent look 
better than he should have. Some yeah. people have said. So I mean, really, right now he needs a big time win, a dominant win, and one that matters. So after this tag match, I know, and he's part of the tag team champions, which yes. they haven't been together in how many weeks. So they're starting from what we've read. They're going to start having live shows again, and fans will be allowed to be in attendance. Yes, 25% capacity of the arena. Which is insane. So yeah. just to touch on that for a second, because I don't mm-hmm. want to bypass it now that we've said it. Yeah. I don't think this was a good move, especially for AEW. Okay. Now, WWE is the top dog. They're the big guy. They're, gonna, they're known to push the boundaries. They're going to do whatever they want, but they're known for that. So yeah. people kind of turn a blind eye. So if someone, God forbid, gets sick at a WWE show, there's not, there's not going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be like, well, fuck WWE, I'm not going to watch. AEW, I feel, has a lot more to gamble with. They could be the, the change, the change that people want. Yeah. But you don't run shows with people in it, and you don't have your fans be, succumb to possibly getting sick. So if someone goes to an AEW show and gets sick, now you have a bunch of people that are like, look at this new company. They're supposed to change the world. They're supposed to do everything different, but they're doing the same thing that WWE is doing, putting people in harm. They could have been, and I know when the, it's all about the bottom dollar. You need to make money, and I know that's what it ends up coming down to, but you could be the heir of change. You couldn't be the, the risky people like, oh, we're edgy, we're going to let people in. Look, WWE is doing it. We're looking out for our fan base. It's as simple as that. Have Cody come out of, of all people and say, as much as we would love to have you here, we're looking out for you. And how admirable would that be? You would end yeah. up getting – I know people would be pissed at first, like, oh, WWE is running, but AEW is not. But look at how admirable they would be and how much respect they would garner. And, like, the fans would eat that up. They would end up getting more fans, I think, because they did that. Yeah, no, you're right. It, 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 um, it definitely puts a good spin on it for AEW and turns WWE into the bad guy, um, yeah, sort so, of. So when you come back and you're actually able to run a show, look, we were able to hold out. We kept all these, these wrestlers working. We did what we could. We didn't run shows to harm anyone. Look, we're the good guy. We're the ultimate baby face in this war now. So now yeah. you have more people that tune in because, look, the conscientious, conscientious mind – yeah, I shouldn't try big words. Why do, I do that? Why do I do that to myself? Shouldn't try. I don't know. Fucking, it was Golga. Golga got me. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, what, while we were on the subject, I mean, yeah. I, I get why it's being done. And look, it's going to excite a lot of people. There's going to be live, a live show with fans in attendance. But if they would have held out, I think it would have meant more to the whole wrestling community. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I agree. Um, but, again, you know both companies are going to do it. You know fans are going to get in. Um, I think especially for AEW with Double or Nothing coming up, being able to now let fans in, I think it's big for them. I think I, – I don't know. I'm on the tipping point as far as WWE with uh, Money in the Bank coming up this Sunday if we're going to see fans there. No, um, it's pre-taped. Is it pre-taped already? 
Yeah. It's already taped. Okay. Well then, yeah, but or that was, the, that was my main thing was, was if WWE was going to try and get some in depending on when they taped. Cause I, I didn't hear. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's big for them just to get some sound in the arena because WWE is the one or NXT especially has been hurting, I think because AEW putting some of the boys around the ring, it, it does make a difference. It, it really yeah, does. But- it, yeah, because it gives you that extra added visual. Yeah, yeah. You're not just listening to grunts and shit. And yes. Sometimes yeah. poor, poor commentary, depending on who's on. Yeah, and I'm glad you said commentary because I'm every week I watch AEW first because of Jericho being on commentary. That is my first and foremost because I know I'm going to be entertained. And that's not a slight at NXT's commentary because I love Morrow and Beth. But I feel that Morrow's being a little wasted because he's so good and we're so used to the great commentary that comes out. And as good an action as this interim can tournament I, is going on. Can I just say one thing? Huh. It's, yeah, it's going to sound mean, but okay. I'm, I'm kind of over Morrow. Well, and this is why, and you know what, you're contributing, and this is why, is because I think we're so used to the greatness that is his calls and the takeovers and amazing matches he called. I think it's kind of him just calling a regular match of two 205 Live guys, which, don't get me wrong, are very, very talented. I think it's not up to the level that we're used to hearing the excitement and it kind of dulls it down a little bit. It's the same like JR. JR is a big match commentator. Um, here, I'm going to stop you. It isn't because of that that I'm over Morrow. It's, okay. I've watched, like, I went back and I watched a lot of NXT matches, mm-hmm. like the best of and a couple others. Yeah. I mean, the point of where he doesn't let anyone else get in word in edgewise, there'll be commentary going on and he'll just blurt out and cut everybody off. And he does that a lot. Didn't uh, Graves get shit for saying that? Yeah, but I'm not Corey Graves. And I don't work for the company. So no, I don't think <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. This, I'm just saying this is not the first he time threw, someone has said this about yeah, Morrow. He, he threw shade at him, and then everyone jumped on Graves' case because he shouldn't have said that because the guy had gotten bullied before by uh, Bradshaw and – whatnot but this isn't a bully this is just uh, me paying attention to what's going on i mean yeah a lot of his calls are good but there are two other people sitting there with him yeah that i actually like i like listening to nigel mcginnis and what was renee and now beth yeah yeah like i like those dynamics like i like hearing other people and it kind of got on my nerves listening to him like man he really does fucking chime in a lot and I know he's the, the head guy, and that's what his job is. But, I mean, you're basically burying the other two next to you just to get over it. It's the same thing as, like, referees getting over, like, the referee adding more to the match than the actual wrestlers. Like, I don't really like that either. I agree. Like, I, I think I, I AEW like tries to do that, and, and, and AEW fans, I should say, with Aubrey, with Bryce – let, like, let the referee – like, look, the referee has a very important job in the storytelling and contributing to the match. Yeah, but, but they shouldn't be more over than the two people in the ring. I couldn't agree more. Yep. 
I or, fully agree. or however many people are in the ring. They shouldn't be more over. And I know the friggin' again, the progressive wrestling mind that'll say it's 2020. It should never be that way. There should never be anyone in the ring that is there. Like the valets back in the day, like you knew they were there, but they were never the main focus of the match. They might've come into play. Like even today, Zelina Vega, like she's mm. a good valet. She's not taking over the match. Yes. She does. You, you are aware of her out there and you know, there could be something going on, but you're still focusing on the inside. Yes, like that's the, Heyman as well. Heyman's very good at doing that. Yeah. Being being seen, but not being just it. Well, yeah, well, he's also got Brock Lesnar to hide True. behind. So that's a little different. There's always going to be more focus on Lesnar. Yeah. Um, but still, let's, uh, let's move on. We both uh, put out a, um, a different question. Uh, you put out your question on Twitter first, and you asked who the next top draw slash next big thing is is in wrestling, and you're talking about big, like, tops of the top. Like, like Hogan, a top draw. Like yeah, Hogan, gonna... Austin, Rock, because there isn't a full-time wrestler that, yeah. that is right now. The people that are going to pay money and be like, they're going to – I know pay-per-views aren't, quote-unquote, the thing anymore, but who's going to fill all the seats in the arena, they're going to have to see them, who's going to sell out the pay-per-view. I mean, right now – and I know we, we touched on this when we talked to Vic – yeah, and how we thought there isn't anybody yet that that person hasn't it might not even exist yet, and I'm leaning more towards that. Like, and I know a lot of people said like, oh, like a, a surprise one. Darby Allen is a surprise. Like, when you think about him up there with the names that were already, and I know like we are skewed because we know more of the history of those. We've seen them in the times, and some people haven't seen them. They're just rewatching. Mm-hmm. But I can't see Darby Allen being that guy to fill the arena. And I was thinking about this earlier. I wanted to, and I know our scenarios are a little different, but growing up, I was big into Macho Man and big into Sting. So my dad's favorite wrestler had become Sting because he was mm-hmm. my favorite. And I was yeah. thinking about this. I was like, was he? Was Sting his favorite first? And no, it was my favorite. First, then I would go out at Halloween a couple times. So you got to think, the kids today, if they get to that point of where, like, Darby Allen is like that popular with the younger crowd, and not just the twenty to thirty year old or eighteen to thirty five year old crowd. Like he's got to be in with the kids because the kids are going to be the ones dragging the adults there if they're not into it. To, yeah, like I know you're old enough, you can buy your own ticket, but is there going to be millions of 20 and 30 something year olds that are going to be able to relate to this guy? No, probably not. I certainly don't. No, I don't get it. I, I don't, don't see it. I don't either, but I know we're kind of in the minority right now. But when I think about it, like, look, like the Stone Colds, like the teenagers were into that. The teenagers still needed money from the parents to get to the shows. But he was also – he stemmed – his age range went from – Oh, it was everything. From, it was little kids who 
weren't allowed to watch it because of what he did. So they had to see it. It was yeah. the teenagers who he was rebellion. So they had to yeah. see it. Then you had the adults that had him attacking his boss, which every adult who works wants to do that. Like yeah. you had all kinds of different demos with one guy. And it's the same thing with Hulk. Hulk was the same way, not in the same sense, but Hulk had all different layers to him. But you know I, I, mean? think, so, I think Hulk was more like the kids, the kids. Yeah. Like, I don't think like a lot of adults back then, like my, my dad was still during the Hulk Hogan times. He was still big into the uh, road warriors, the NWA, the uh, four horsemen, dusty. That mm -hmm. was my dad was older. I was the kid. I wanted to see Hogan. So what did we do? We went to see Hogan. Yeah. And, yeah, he loved wrestling, so, yeah, he's still going to have a good time. But he was more into not so much the glamorous storyline of uh, and the whole shebang of the Hulk Hogan, the Hulkamania and all that. That was for the kids. Say your yeah. prayers, eat your vitamins. That was for the kids. And then when yeah. he grew up and he showed layers to his character and turned heel, I mean, that's when he got – he drew more people in, like, of the older people. Like, exactly. look at this asshole. Yeah. yeah. You wanted to see him get beat because of what he did. Yes, and there that was the that was the next big thing for him. Yeah, but I mean, I just I just don't see anybody really. I mean, if you go down the list, even WWE guys and girls, I mean, Seth, the push. I mean, are the kids really? I mean, they're because he's flipped so many times. They kind of he kind of falls in that mid range where. The 20-something-year-olds, the 30-something-year-olds, not a lot of, of the kids. Like, they don't have any talent right now that relates to the children. Yeah, Rollins, Rollins as much as they want to make him that messiah, and, and they're trying to build him up. But yeah, I but think they're building if, him up as a heel, so he's not going to yeah. – They don't have that – I mean, they wanted it to be Roman. It wasn't Roman. I mean, yes, Roman – Roman does have a big fan base, but – he needs to get the rest of the people on board. And he, like, that's the thing. He needs to get hit every demo. Yeah. And it's and so no, hard to do. It's not like it's easy. And nobody is hitting, and not even Jericho. Jericho yeah. is hitting the, the key demos, quote unquote, of the adults. Yeah. The 20 somethings and 30 somethings because they remember yeah. even some of the 40 somethings. But they don't, yeah. Jericho's not bringing any kids. He's and not, that's the thing. The problem with AEW is, they are sticking with that formula and um, being that alternative and not trying to be like WWE. Is that a detriment to them in building in the future? Because you're not really going for the kids. You know yeah, what I that, mean? That next top star is only going to cap out at what? It's not going to be the millions and millions of t-shirts that have been sold for, I don't know, like all the people that we saw, like you're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna plateau. Yeah, exactly. You don't you don't hit you don't hit every criteria. You don't hit every person. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean and I hope I hope we're wrong. But no, I you know what I hope I'm wrong too, and I hope when things get a little bit more back to normal that there is one or two or a bunch of people that emerge as like look these are the people that are gonna carry the torch and be the next big thing. As of right now, I don't see it. Like, the closest person right now is Becky Lynch. Yes, because she's crossing in the mainstream a lot. 
Yeah, she is. And they're doing a good job with her. As Sometimes as stale as she can be, she's still the tops in that company, I think. Yes. Besides, yeah, besides Lesnar. Yeah. I'm talking full-time, though, someone who's going to go and be the face of your company and actually be the face of your company. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I, I didn't think of it with AEW, like how they're only focusing on a key demographic. They don't have – like. They have that Darby on. He's going to relate to the kids because he's, he's that cool skater guy and he does cool moves and whatnot. But as you get to the older generations, I don't see him relating that much. Yeah. Do you need someone that's going to have that, that power to be larger than life? Like, well, sticking with AEW, my question was, who is the first talent that you think will leave AEW to go to WWE? Which is interesting because we're usually doing the reverse role of this and saying who's going to be the next person to leave WWE to go to AEW. Yeah. And there's a bunch of names that have been listed that have just gotten released that, oh, he should go to AEW. He should go to AEW. Yeah. But to flip it, the next person or the first person to jump ship, I mean, who's, who's, who's going to make enough name for themselves and get – money hungry or who's going to make a name for themselves and whose dream was to actually work for the company that they grew up watching. I don't think it's going to be Darby Allen. No, I don't. I don't. I think he likes where he's at and I think he's fearful of what would happen if he, like he's only, he hasn't even been wrestling for more than five years. I don't think if that. Yeah. So, him going to WWE, they're going to try and mold him into what they want and what will probably be a cruiserweight. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the WWE, they're, they're, they're into the big guys. So the next per ship, you have anyone in mind? I do. And um, I thought he probably should have went to WWE before going to AEW, and that's Kenny Omega. Um, because think I think he's going to be the, you think he's going to be the first person to jump ship? I do because I, I don't think he's ever going to get it right. I don't think they're ever going to get it right with Kenny. Um, I think, like I said, like I said, I think he always wanted to be a WWE superstar. He wanted to headline WrestleMania. And I don't think there's many guys, maybe with the exception of the Jacksons who still want to do that. And, I don't, I don't know if obviously the Bucks will ever do that now with AEW, but even though Kenny has his role with AEW, he's probably the one least connected still. And I think that they would be willing to be like, look, if you want to go, go ahead. We're, you're still going to have a job here if you go anyway, if you come back. I just think him yeah, and Styles. Here's the thing, though. Well, Styles only has maybe a year or two left before he hangs him up. Mm-hmm in my honest opinion, or yeah, I think it's, he might have two years left because he signed a three-year deal or he might only have one year left. Anyway, um, do you, but thinking about that and being Omega, like if he goes there now and he fails, how can he come back to AEW and be any, any significance? What would, what, what would be the difference? He is the, Biggest, he's the, he was coming in, he was the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. And he's come in, and granted, he's the 
ta- part one half of the tag team champions. Well, here's but, the thing. Do you remember? Do you remember what Vic said last week? Is that some people go into a system and they can't figure it out? Yeah. What if that's well? Like I mean, he gets into that system and he has already. I, I mean, obviously it's possible. Anything's possible. I just feel, I don't know. I feel like, like he, he comes in. He comes in with a really, really big name and a big target on his back. Like he is the best wrestler in the world. And yes, people want to see certain matchups like Omega Styles, Omega Rollins, Rollins Omega, and I don't know a couple other people. Kenny Omega, Kevin Owens would be amazing. Mm-hmm. There's a long list of of people that Kenny Omega could have Andrade. He can eventually bring up some of the NXT talent. Being mm-hmm. a Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole, but I mean, there you, there is a recipe there for success. Yes, all you have to do is give him an opponent, and he will make it the best match. But that's not what they're looking for. They're not looking for the best bout machine. They're looking for someone that can tell a story who can be go into that system, read from this script, tell – and, I mean, do you think Vince McMahon's going to understand a Kenny Omega and what he should be doing with him? Vince? No. Um, a couple, uh, a lot of the producers and writers? Yeah, I think that could work. But the, – and the other reason I'll say I, I'm saying Omega is because when you go to WWE – you have to have something behind your name. You have to have that clout if you're going to get anything you want it, or anything that you may think of that they'll say, okay, yeah, we'll give you that because that's what you want. And I think he's the, one of the only guys that could go to WWE and go, well, if, I kind of want to do this and then go, yeah, we'll, well give that the thing. He, he does have the leeway, especially if they pry him from AEW. Mm-hmm. Like he has, now he has a little bit of, a little bit of what he has some say in what he wants to do. And like, that look, was I'm, I'm, my main thought was that he would be aside from Jericho and maybe the bucks, he would be one of the ones to go, I want to do this or I'm not doing it. And they go, okay, you're yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the other reasons why I said it. All right. Well, what about someone like this? And I know this is more of a long shot than yours, but what about an MJF? Hmm. I'd hate to say that he's too small. I don't think that he's too small because he's probably like, look, look at the Miz. Miz isn't towering over anybody. He could come in and be that next person that they desperately need to, for people to hate. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they don't already have eyes on him and are trying to pry him away, but that should definitely be someone that, they should. The only thing would be the, the drawback with MJF is the WWE likes people to be out of character once they're off the screen for the most part. They like the you got to be, even if you're a heel, you got to be nice to the fans. And all. That's not true because not, Corbin doesn't always do that. Not always, not always, but still there, there are still times where Corbin is, is very good with the fans as well. Where, I mean – Perfect example, at, and I loved it. The middle finger to the kid at the Comic Con that you took the picture with, right, and putting the middle finger in the kid's face. Like, at WWE, well, 
they would not that that wouldn't be cool. They would that wouldn't fly. Yeah, I get that. But what about they let Lacey Evans go off script when she wasn't on TV and she went freaking full character against a cop. Yeah. So I mean that's it. He probably won't be able to he'll be dialed back, which will water it down a little bit with the middle fingers and whatnot. And he but I mean, freaking Drew McIntyre said shit last week. So what do we know? I mean, I'm just saying that look at look at what they're running out of. They're not running out of wrestling talent. They're running out of talent that can actually communicate with the fans. Yes. And he has that. He yes. has that big time. Yeah. He would never be someone that would turn face. But look at they messed up. Like, Elias was great. Elias was fucking yep. perfect. And they messed that up several times. He got over as a heel, and he got over as a face. And they messed it up both times. Yeah. And he had it. He had that, that extra component. No, he's not the best wrestler in the ring, but he didn't need to be. He was great on the mic. He had mm-hmm. a character, and they blew it. It's almost like they don't like characters anymore. Yeah, no, you're right. It did definitely appears that way. Like, they can't, they, they can't get it right. And now we're going to turn our attention to Money in the Bank, which is this Sunday, Mother's Day. And to say this event is going to be weird is an understatement. And uh, from what this match is going to be, from having both men and women competing in the same match, but not in the same match. Not only in the same match, they both have to climb the tower to get to the roof. Yes. And get to the top of the ladder to get the briefcase. This is going to be such a bizarre freaking match that it'll probably be really entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm interested. Uh, they got me hooked just for the sheer fact of not knowing what the hell's going to happen and never before seeing it. So, who do you got winning each briefcase? Uh, my picks: Alistair Black for the men's, and I'm going to go with Oscar for the women. So we just learned the final men's entrance or entrant now that Apollo Crews is out, and that will be AJ Styles. So AJ Styles is now the sixth man in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, if you're looking at it like, okay, so if nothing changed, I don't think Apollo Crews was going to win. So therefore, I don't think Styles is going to win, although my, I have a theory mm-hmm. of – if Styles wins the briefcase and they can cash in on any champion, cash in on Adam Cole, and that would be the ultimate, ultimate cash in. It'll never happen. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be amazing. That's my fantasy pick. My reality pick, I think it'll be Corbin because for some reason I think – I mean, if Corbin wins the briefcase and the Fiend wins the title back, that could be interesting because he'll be afraid to fucking cash in. Yes. Yeah. Or at least Which that is, should be how they play it anyway. So, but something tells me that Strowman's going to keep the title. So that makes me think that Corbin's going to win. And I think the women's winner is going to come out a roll. I think that's, that side's a lot more stacked. I mm-hmm. think those are the bigger names. So yeah. I think, I mean, I think they're going to rehash this Becky Nia Jax thing. So I think they're winning. Yeah, I mean, Baszler should have won the title already. Like she should have beat Becky. 
but she didn't. So I don't think she should have the, the briefcase. Mm-hmm. But if Oscar were to win, I wanted to cash in on Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, I like that as well. That would be pretty cool. Because then, I mean, you can get a, a – Oscar left before the majority of these women came up and were in the, in the company. So Oscar being back, she can say that she's the longest reigning – NXT women's champion there is and she's got a lot more like you get Oscar versus Rhea Ripley or Oscar versus Bianca Belair Oscar versus Io Shirai I mean their matchups are endless yes yeah I I agree that'd be pretty cool too but so that's also a fantasy pick so reality in reality I have Corbin and Nia okay um yeah and I think all in all everyone pissed off at the end of that (laughs) i think uh as an event as a whole um the as a hole yeah as a hole um a hole of the ass (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um i think the the wyatt and Strowman match has me very intrigued i love the story that they're telling and i think it's only going to get better um once they actually meet in the ring um and even McIntyre's Rollins, I'm not extremely excited, but I think it's going to be a, a pretty good match. Yeah, it's uh, because they went, they went typical. They didn't have anyone else for McIntyre. So who's your your top guy, Rollins? Yeah. So. Yeah. But all in all, it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good event. Period. I think. Um, I think it's going to be very entertaining, and uh, I think it'll be a good night of wrestling. All in all. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be new. It'll be something to take your mind off of anything you got going on. So enjoy. Yes. We bring it to you. We bring to you money in the bank. We don't bring to them money in the bank. Okay. We'll bring to you quarters in a roll. (laughs) So uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Be sure to check us out next week when we have both members of the now. Um, Hale Collins, Vic Delicious, for the first time together on the Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. And uh, who knows Air what's going to happen. It's- Air guns. Air guns is what's going to happen. <laughs> Vic's it's, birthday uh, next week. Anything, anything can happen with the now together on our show. But we also have another returning guest, but this time a singles. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to break you. <laughs> and Joe, you want to reveal who our guest is? Nope. I'm going to let them, I'm going to let it be a surprise. Okay. I like that a even former, better. A former guest, but he will be back on with us. One of the top names in all of independent wrestling. Yes. He'll be in a Zoom meeting with us. Yeah. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> So we hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to tune in next week to see who the mystery guest will be. I turned the side. Don't miss the now on our show. So we hope you enjoyed, and we'll be talking to you very soon. Nope, not doing it. <laughs>